What's up, guys? Brett Ackley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. 2022, we made it, guys. Happy New Year. Hope you enjoyed your break. Hope you enjoyed the holidays. And we are back in action. UFC Vegas 46, I believe. Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikatse in the main event. Um, this is this is not a great slate, uh, and I'll just say that up front. As of now, I think there's 10 fights on the card. Um, but there have been several canceled in the last couple days. And even, for example, Brito versus Algio is not 100%. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Um, there's been a couple changes in the last couple days, which, which we'll get into when I talk about the specific fighters. But just know that this is kind of a, a rough start to the year. I'll give you some uh, quick picks nonetheless. My favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week. But this is really just an appetizer for next week's UFC 270, which is Ngannou versus Gane in the main event, Figueredo versus Moreno in the flyweight title. So that is a great card. This is just, you know, to get our feet wet back again um, in the new year and enjoy some fight. So thanks to Pat and the team for having us on again. I'm going to be here as often as possible uh, throughout this year, giving you my favorite play. So before I get in, make sure you subscribe to the channel like the video, and let's jump into my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Brian Kelleher at 7.5K. All right, Brian Kelleher in cash game, 7.5K. Not my usual strategy, but this is not the usual slate. Kelleher was supposed to take on uh, Said Yokub Kakramanov, and he was a fairly sizable underdog in that fight, priced down at 7.5K. Kakramanov was ruled out. The UFC brings in Kevin Kroom to replace him. Kelleher is now the biggest favorite on the slate at minus 315. Inside the distance odds are not out yet. Go the distance odds are not out yet. So keep an eye on those. Um, they're still very, very valuable in terms of, you know, how, how likely a fighter is to finish, how likely a fight is to end inside the distance, and that determines some DraftKings value as well. But Kelleher simply cannot be ignored on this slate, I, I don't think. 7.5K is the biggest favorite. Um, I think he's a fighter you should be looking at, especially in cash games. He's going to be one of the most popular fighters in tournaments as well. And it's always tough navigating these extreme values. They don't come up often. But in theory, you know, you could just go all in on this guy, play him in every single lineup. I mean, he's going to rate out as the highest points per dollar projection by far, the safest fighter in theory based on his betting odds. And um, there's no problems if you just want to lock and load. Just know that he's going to be extremely popular. And so depending on your construction, you may want to look to differentiate elsewhere. But um Kroom is just not the greatest athlete. He's not the greatest striker. He has some grappling potential, but coming off a uh, decision loss to Alex Caceres, which he landed 16 significant strikes over 15 minutes, landed one takedown there as well. Um, the benefit to Kroom, or the, I would say, advantages Kroom has here is that he's going to be a lot bigger than Kelleher. Uh, Kelleher's coming up from 135. This fight will be at 145, and Kroom is more of a 145er, has fought at 155 in the past. So Kroom is going to be five inches taller <clears throat> with a seven-inch reach advantage. 
in theory, Kroom's going to want to grapple here, and Kelleher has been submitted several times in his career, even though he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. That's kind of where I would look for Kroom to make his upset. Uh, if he's going to randomly you know, land a takedown or, or jump on a submission, I could see him winning in that sense. But Kelleher is a much better striker, <clears throat> much more experienced at the UFC level, a good grappler as well, and Kroom's been finished a bunch of times in his career. Two, like I said, we're going to wait to see what the inside distance line is once it comes out. But Kelleher is very, very safe based on his odds to win. Uh, great price. He's going to be extremely popular. He has potential to land takedowns, potential to land significant strikes. And I am locking and loading him in cash games this week. Moving on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to give out Brandon Roy Vall at 8.8K. This slate's really interesting because there's just like not many places to pay up for. Giga Chikatse, I mean, he's going to end up being very popular at 9.3K. But like, you know, Chikatse's not a wrestler. Chikatse's not going to land strikes in volume. So he's very much dependent on a knockout against Cater, who's never been knocked down in his entire career. So like, it, there's just, and then you got... Benitez was ruled out. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian's in the top tier who people aren't going to like. Kakramanov was ruled out. And then there's a bunch of newcomers and fighters like Jake Collier where it's just, there's just not many options. So one fighter I do like is Roy Val at 8.8K against Rogerio Bontarin. I like this fight in general. It's minus 225, ends inside the distance. Roy Val brings a pace which is very important from a fantasy perspective. Whether he wins or loses, his fights traditionally score very well. He's not defensively sound. Defense takedowns 52%. Defense strikes 46%. So I don't consider Roy Val very safe at all. He's coming off a submission loss to Pantoja, a knockout loss to Brandon Moreno. But he is very dangerous. He has a lot of cardio. He's a good submission grappler, and he will go after it. And his opponent... Bontarin is more of a grappler. Um, I would say averages 1.68 takedowns per 15 minutes. Coming off a no contest against Matt Schnell, but prior to that he lost by knockout in the first round to Kai Car France. Took him down, was controlling Car France, had a rear naked choke um, attempt, but Car France was able to get out of it. Bontarin gassed out and then Car France knocked him out. I, I just really like the potential for Roy Val to push a pace here. Bontarin might be able to take him down, but Roy Val skilled enough on the ground to hopefully survive those exchanges. And I think Bontarin is going to wear down pretty quickly. Roy Val is very opportunistic and I think his chances of finishing this this fight on the feet or on the mat are relatively high. Roy Val's plus 100 inside the distance, which is one of the best inside distance lines on this slate. I do think he's boomer bust in the sense that a, a decision from Roy Val is probably not going to get it done. I mean, he's not going to land a ton of takedowns and he's not going to land 150 significant strikes. We're playing him for his finishing upside. And again, the fight's minus 225 ends inside the distance. Both guys have been finished. Both guys can earn finishes. And I like the pace of Roy Val along with his metrics at the price point to take chances on him in tournaments. Great fight to target. Roy Val is my tournament option of the week, 8.8K. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to talk about the other value here just because I think you guys should be aware. It's TJ Brown, 7.1K against Charles Rosa. Brown was the underdog, a heavy underdog against Gabriel Benitez, but Benitez pulled out. In steps Charles Rosa, and 
This is um, this is still a great cash gameplay for TJ Brown. It's I think there's even more risk to him because I, I and I really like TJ Brown. I've been on I've been on him pretty much all his UFC fights because I like his pace. I like his striking pedigree. I like his wrestling and grappling potential. Um, but he has a hard time putting together three rounds. He's been finished a bunch of times in his losses, and his UFC debut is a perfect example. He landed seven takedowns in a round and a half against Jordan Griffin and lost by submission from top side control, which just doesn't ever happen. Um, So now he's facing an opponent in Charles Rosa who... I've made a lot of money betting against because he's a a terrible defensive grappler, terrible defensive wrestler, I should say. Defense takedowns at 41%, you know, defense strikes at 48%. He's just, and he's not a great athlete, not a physical presence. So anyone who wants Rosa down, gets him down. He's been taken down 15 times in his last five fights. And he's given up like absurd amounts of control. He gave up 13 minutes of control to Bryce Mitchell in a 15-minute fight. Um, he gave up 12 and a half minutes of control to Derek Minner in a 15-minute fight. I think that's the first time Minner's ever won a decision. So if Brown goes out here looking to wrestle, which he probably should, he probably will, he averages four takedowns for 15 minutes, he should be able to get Rosa down, and he should be able to hold him down. The problem is I don't think Brown has a great chance to finish Rosa because Rosa is a black belt. He's very, very tough very, very difficult to finish. And so there's this unfortunate dynamic where I think Brown can get him down and hold him down, but it wouldn't be a shock if we saw that exchange play out a few times and then Brown randomly get caught in an arm bar in round three, something like that. So I think, like, I will not be comfortable with Brown during the fight until the fight's over. Even in like round three, even if he's up two to zero, I'll still think that Rosa is live because Brown's been submitted. Brown has questionable durability and Rosa doesn't quit. So I'm very interested in this fight from a fantasy perspective. Brown is a great play for his value. Obviously he's minus 250 to win at 7.1 K. He has a ton of wrestling upside and I think he's very likely to exceed value at this price, be competitive for the optimal lineup in a win, but I wouldn't label him safe. Um, And if you're looking for a leverage play, I think having some exposure to Charles Rosa makes sense too. He's 6.8K. I wouldn't stack this fight, but you know, you're guaranteeing yourself a winner 7.1K or 6.8K. And if Rosa wins, I think it's pretty likely a finish. I don't think he's going to be winning the minutes here. So um, he'll be very low owned and Brown will be highly owned. That's a play I'm looking at in large field tournaments for a small percentage, but Brown is still going to rate out one of the top overall fighters on the slate in cash games or tournaments. Um, not super safe, but a, a, a lot of wrestling equity. And this is definitely one of my favorite fights on the slate this weekend. Finally, we'll wrap it up with my fade of the week. No surprise here. It's going to be Caitlin Chukagian at 8.9K. I'm not going to get tricky with this one, though she could randomly end up on the optimal lineup. She's done it once before where she scored 119 points against Antonina Shevchenko, three takedowns, 12 minutes of control, like 200 strikes on the ground. But other than that, 
I don't think she's topped. I mean, she scored 82 points once. Otherwise, her wins are, you know, 58 points, 66, 68, 55, 58. She just does not score well. And it's because she doesn't wrestle. She is averaging um, 0.25 takedowns per 15 minutes, uh, but a decent volume striker. So, you know what? She's somewhat likely to win this fight against Jennifer Maya. They've already fought before, and Chukagian won by decision there. Again, she only scored 66 points in the win, and her odds to finish here are not very strong. Um, she is plus 500 inside the distance, so for 8.9K, it's just very unlikely that Chukagian scores very, very well. Maybe she can get a finish, but the inside distance line is awful. Otherwise, she needs a bunch of takedowns, which is just historically not the way that Chukagian fights, and against an opponent who's probably going to be looking to take her down. So just not a fight I'm super interested in, especially Chukagian at 8.9K. I'd rather take a shot on any of these other options who all have better finishing odds. Chikatse, Borchev, Royval, Brito, Holmes, etc. These guys are risky, but at least they have finishing upside where I don't think Chukagian really does. So 8.9K, she's going to be my fade of the week. All right, guys, that's it. That's it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. And we got a big week coming up next week, UFC 270. So uh, enjoy the card. Take it easy. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace.